This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Yes, I am. And today is day 68. And today we're going to talk about cross-cultural marriage. My husband is texting another woman and I am I dissociating. If you're new here, welcome. We have 285 episodes all about marriage and relationship stuff um, because these things are complicated and we've had a complicated relationship and we've liked to, we would like to share some wisdom. Can't speak. Um, our show is brought to you by Audible. I'm just going to skip all that stuff. Uh, if you would like a free audio book on us, which I highly suggest, please visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. You can get your free audio book. We love audiobooks, And currently I'm reading Aware by Dr. Dan C. Eagle, mm-hmm. flipping fantastic. Currently, I'm reading The Explosive Child and another book that I don't remember the name of. The Explosive Child is amazing, yeah. by the way. If you have a child that you are having a difficult time parenting, whether they're explosive or not, please listen to The Explosive Child. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal, and the guy's got resources out the wazoo, so I'm going to be getting his resources. He's got a podcast. Anyway, not the point. Mm -hmm. Um, We are live every weekday on Facebook and Instagram at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, so you can always join us there, and you will hear us speaking to people on the Insty. That's right. The Insty (laughs) and the Facey. British. The Insty and the Facey. (laughs) The Facey's and the Insty. Oh, boy. Anyway. And uh, we, we create a show the show that we wish we had years ago when we were going through all the stuff. And it seems as if we are continuing to create the show that we wish we could listen to every day. I actually go back and listen to our own show and the wisdom that you share, the things that I just kind of pull out of thin air. I listen to them later and go, holy crap, I need to do that. That is good advice. And I'm not trying to toot anybody's horn or anything like that. But we find that the more real we are, the more transparent we are, the more we put it out there, we are helping ourselves and I I think it's helping you guys so thank you so much for listening so every day we answer your questions and we read a review of the day so our review today is by voice whoops go ahead voice blue five stars heck yeah this show is raw and real however it's always clean and family friendly should you have little ones around both Melanie and Seth bring a different perspective to 
different perspective to the show, which is a great, which is great versus a one-sided conversation of what and how to relationship. Happy fifteen! Thank ah, you. Thanks. Happy fifteen. That was our fifteenth anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No, a couple of days ago. Actually, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that review. Reviews help us tremendously. They help people understand if our show is worth listening to or not. Mm-hmm. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm glad that you pointed out that our show is like fairly clean <laughs> it's something we fight about sometimes because yeah. i do not want to swear mm-hmm. because i would always listen to podcasts with kids around when i when i was first when the kids yeah. were little yeah so. that's right but sometimes <laughs> we get into it and we want to swear nah. and uh okay whatever you want to so heck yeah i've spent the last five days listening to your very first podcast while painting our house it's amazing also i dig these old echoes melanie <laughs> i love the echoes i it's them. like being in middle school i loved it middle school uh, she went for effect so thank you church in a tree house and christina says it's okay to toot your own horn sometimes seth i know that's thank what you. i thought toot away what's right? up joy hope you're doing good um but yeah, so let's dive into today's question. Okay, all right. Um, um, I guess this is more of a mental health question. Okay, I guess this is more of a mental health question. I'm curious if anyone has experienced this. I'm wondering if it's hormonal and or triggered by some deeper trauma. About once a month, I'll have an almost disassociative experience. I'll usually be lying in bed at night and will have the panic thoughts of I ha- have no idea who I am or what I am and have no idea or, or what my husband is. And it feels like I float outside my body for a bit. Uh, you shouldn't smoke weed before bed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it seems so simplified when I explain it like that, but it's a panicked, blank, numb, and out-of-body experience. Two days ago, we were having sex, and it was sweet and loving. But when I looked at him, it felt like I didn't recognize him, like I shouldn't be having sex with this man or even to be with him, like I couldn't comprehend our relationship or we're married. I don't know. I'm a nine on the Enneagram for context, if that helps, and I'm very happy in our relationship. We're pretty healthy and functional. It's about once a month where I have that horrible, confusing experience. Also, so I haven't told my husband about it. It still scares me and I haven't wrapped my head around it. So I don't even know how to explain it without making it sound like our relationship, um, like our relationship or he is making me feel that way. So, okay. Thank you for asking this question. Thank you for asking this question. And this question actually makes me excited for some reason. I don't know why, because it is really, really interesting to me. And it has to do with the question that I posed in the pre-show about how I got into psychology in the first place. And this is related. So for this person, don't trip out when I'm about to say this, but I got into psychology in 10th grade in a psychology class. And I read a book called when Rabbit Howls by uh, it's a it's an audio biography by oh. this lady named Trudy Chase and she was terribly abused when she was a kid and she developed multiple personalities. He's like, not saying that multiple. this is you. That's no, why he I'm said don't trip out. Not saying that you have dissociative identity disorder, which is uh, formerly was known as multiple personality uh, disorder. I am not saying that, but the power of our brain to click away and go, this is the best thing for you right now. I'm going to protect you with another personality. So you don't literally go crazy, right? Yeah. So that's why I got into psychology in the first place. That's one of the reasons. And for this, I it makes me excited because I want to look at this as an opportunity. Like recently, when I say recently, maybe in the last two years, sometimes, and I think this is called maybe an alpha or a beta state of or beta waves in your brain, like when you're lying there. And it's like you kind of go unconscious and your, your body is there but you kind of have an out-of-body experience i want to reframe this as like an opportunity to 
look at something differently and maybe learn something differently. Like what is this experience possibly trying to tell you? And I want you guys to stay with me here. I'm not going all woo-woo or anything. Um, But what would it look like if we reframe this and go, oh, okay, I get to do that. What can I learn from this? And also I know it can be very scary. Like here's a real story. Like one time I tripped out and no drugs were involved or anything, but I was in a sweat lodge because we do native stuff. And my body was like literally floating and I was looking down here and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And there was like no pressure, no anything. And it, that was a very much a disassociative. I kind of knew where I was, but I felt like I was literally in space because everything was dark and I just felt like I was floating in space. And it wasn't scary. I tried to reframe it and go, oh, what, what is this? This is new. This is something different. I've never had like a kind of an out-of-body experience like that when I've been with another person, mm-hmm. really. I can understand why that's scary. So going, so moving apart from the reframe piece, I, I, wanna, I, I would like to see you really focus on the reframe and not be like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, I'm nuts or something like that because I don't believe that's the case whatsoever. But then I also would look at, it is, has there been trauma that maybe you don't know about? You know, is your body trying to tell you something to process this trauma. Um, I, I may, because you said that you have a good relationship with your husband, I would talk to your husband about it and see how he can support you in that. I don't know, if, if I was your therapist right now, I would say, okay, let's, let's have a, a trauma inventory. Um, did anything happen when you were younger? What's going on? When did these first start? Did you have a change in medication? Did you have other outside stressors? Has your mom or dad told you something recently that you don't understand things like that. I would go through all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see that you had something to say about it, but what do you think? Well, I agree with that. The one thing I will say that is in relationship to what he said, you said you want to do a trauma inventory. I I think that's wise. Obviously Seth is a therapist. Listen to what he says, but do not go looking for trauma. If that makes sense. So I think that you kind of did that for a while where Mm -hmm. it was like, he was experiencing, I don't know if it was like anxiety or, I don't know what how you could pinpoint the... Let me say something. Uh, the fact that you're a nine, I think we've had similar experiences here. So c- continue. Yes, I, I, I was... Okay, sorry to interrupt you, but Fine. I think it's important. So um, like trying to look for explanations or whatever, like who am I? What the heck is going on? Nines can often ask that question. And you should listen to, if you want to be c- completely destroyed and cry for like five days straight... <laughs> Go listen to Sleeping at Last. Sleeping at Last, the the number nine song, the very last song on Atlas. I think is the name the, of the Enneagram the album. album. And he says, "Who am I? No, um, I only see myself through other people's eyes, and that's what nines do. Like, sure, I'll do anything to keep the peace or do this or whatever. And if Melanie says something, then I am that. If my boss says something, I am that. Yeah. If my parents say something or good friends say something, I am that. If so we, my therapist says something, I am that. Right. So we, we have a, we have a, a, a yeah. hard, a difficult time finding that. So like you, you asking the questions, who am I? What am I? That honestly... I just want to normalize it a little bit because I have felt that way and I would dig into more nine stuff. Sorry to interrupt you. I know, but this is important. I would dig into more nine stuff and really take a hard look at that. Yeah. Um, I just do want to, again, really reiterate, don't go looking for trauma. Mm-hmm. Don't go looking for abuse in your past um, because you can man- you can manufacture it. Um, and the only reason that I'm saying that is that I think as a nine, you might be 
fairly persuadable as a person. Mm-hmm. Seth is that way. And no, doesn't not right or wrong. It just is. And so like when he was seeing his therapist, I think it was what your EMDR therapist person, mm-hmm. he got so mad at me mm-hmm. and I hadn't done anything different. And it was like, because the therapist put it in his mind that I was just this bad person. And it mm-hmm. was like, this is already stuff we've dealt with. Right. I've already apologized. We've done a whole season of a podcast about it and had conversations mm-hmm. with therapists about it. And then all of a sudden he came back home and was like, you're the enemy, you're the mm-hmm. worst. And I'm like, what is happening? So mm-hmm. be very cautious um, and be aware of your own like procl- proclivity to do that. Um, that's not, I don't want to scare you though. I just think it's mm-hmm. important. But yeah. then the things that I would say, which I think someone in the women's group mentioned this, track your cycle, like for real track your cycle. Get, I have an app that I use called Eve and it has a bunch of stuff in it. I don't even care. All I'm in there for is the calendar. It's phenomenal to track your cycle. It's um, one of the most helpful things for me to understand my patterns of like when I get mad at people, when I feel frustrated, when I feel defeated. And all I've got to do is look at that calendar and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the dots are coming of the day of my period and that that's should, that why i want to cry that should have i should have a link on my phone for shared information yeah on that like for real that would be a really good um uh feature in the get your marriage on app too yeah actually i you thought know, about like, that oh wait a yeah. minute it's a week before of whatever or it's like so it's important to track your cycle and it's not because it's all hormonal so it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's just super super important so, so what somebody says i would go get some blood work done and maybe yeah. check hormone levels too yep right that's obviously really important. hormone levels fluctuate um i would also look at patterns look at the patterns that are around this like take maybe have a journal of behaviors even things like diet Mm -hmm. what you're doing is it a certain person that you see everyone's like is it family members that are triggering this and honestly is your house have mold in it mold can make people crazy Mm -hmm. like legitimately make you like hallucinate Mm -hmm. so if you live in an old house and you got some mold up in there maybe that's a thing i'm not gonna say it's not there we go. Check your mold levels. <laughs> <laughs> Check your mold. Um, let's see. Don't eat blue cheese. I have checked my hormones, and it's crazy how a little shot can change your whole life. That's awesome mm. to know. Let's see. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> a little shot like what? Tequila. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Estrogen? I don't know. I didn't write the I don't comment. Know. Thyroid. But hormones? look at this mug I'm drinking out of. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a serendipitous time? It timing? is, isn't it? Okay. About 10 months ago, I was seven months pregnant with our second child when I found a text conversation on my husband's phone with a woman that he works with. From what I could tell, the conversation had been going on for several months and included my husband's telling her how beautiful she was, uh oh, how he misses her when she isn't at work, and an inappropriate dream that he had about her. When I brought it up to him, he took full ownership of the things that were said and didn't realize it was inappropriate. He said that there was no meaning behind any of the things he said to her. He told me that he had never gotten physical between them, things that had never gotten physical, but uh, but that I also didn't deserve to be disrespected in this way. He assured me that he would stop talking to her unless it were work-related. I have forgiven him completely, and I'm having some trouble dealing with things that I saw in that conversation. I tried to bring it up once, got an eye roll and a heavy sigh from him, so I didn't even continue. How can I bring this up and gain some closure without him feeling like I'm beating a dead horse? You can use the clearing structure. You can do whatever you need. Your husband rolls his eyes. Get out of town. Not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I love you dearly, but do not do that to your wife. This is true. I would use the clearing structure. Not not when you, like, when I found the text or whatever, I felt like this. And you can also do the clearing structure around 
when I tried to bring this up and yes. you eye rolled, I didn't feel, you know, then go through the list of your feelings. I think that that's, uh, yeah, things like that. It's like you have to give a wide berth. What do you mean? Like, okay, if there's been something that happened. You mean the, ma- the husband? The husband does. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, she needs this or he needs this. It can be either way, mm-hmm. right? And you messed up and you can't expect something like that to just go away. Like, I mean, men and women all the time are like, listen, we talked about this, okay? You know, I mean, like, maybe, sure, the, like, 400th time or something like that, mm-hmm. I guess. It's like, okay, there might be something else that you're, like, obsessing over or, like, something that it triggered in you mm-hmm. that is your own stuff, right? Yeah. And I think this, like, happened in our relationship. Like, I was I was really just doing the best I could, but it wasn't good enough for you, you know? Sure. What? I think that this is slightly different. No, but... this, this, I know, I know it's different, but I'm just using that as an example of like, okay, I'm doing everything, right? Everything is, but I'm still giving you like time to process and stuff. But then there's like kind of like a tipping point of like, okay, now this isn't normal anymore on your side kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm not sure what you're talking about, honestly. I don't hmm. know that you're addressing her question. Okay. So well, I, I guess I'm talking to the husband more. Uh, Yes, but I, yeah, mm-hmm. so what I, the things that come up to mind for me is that, like, you talk about, oh, we've talked about this, we've dealt with this, now we're done. No, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, and I always liken it to having um, surgery, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a serious surgery, right? I had mm-hmm. my spleen removed when I was 10 from trauma. I had uh, my appendix out. I've had different surgeries, and the healing that it requires is not over in a day. Mm-hmm. It's not over in a week. It's not over in a month. And sometimes even years later, my like I have a giganto you can scar. Feel the scar tissue. Um, yeah, you can feel it and it will twinge and it will hurt. There is something to be said in the beginning of the healing process. If you're picking at your scar, mm-hmm. you will make it worse. Mm. Right? So I think that that's what you're trying to get at is that you're like um, trying to find balance in the healing process. Mm-hmm. And if I'm perpetually tearing off, like tearing the stitches out and being like, see what you did, see what mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm tearing the stitches out. Yeah, that's say, a hey, problem. Stop that. That's no good. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. But at the same exact time, if I'm saying, oh my gosh, my scar hurts. It hurts. Like Harry mm. Potter, <laughs> my scar hurts. <laughs> um, but if you're saying I'm feeling this pain, mm-hmm. that's not a problem. It's yeah. not a problem to say, ow, my scar hurts. Mm. And for your partner to be like, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I inflicted that scar on you. Right. right? So there's a lot like the, the thing that sucks about that is that it requires so much um, Self-awareness on your partner's mm-hmm. part, if Some, that makes sense. Somebody says, but actually being willing to talk about this can be healing, but also create an opportunity for breakthrough in their mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like give a wide berth. Like, okay, oh, your scar hurts. Okay, we're not going back to the day that it happened and all the craziness yeah. and trauma. We're being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, we're just not rolling what, our what eyes. What can I get you? For what do you sure. need? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Exactamundo. And I think that it's, you're not beating a dead horse. You're just not Mm -hmm. healed. Like, I think it's really important to understand that Mm -hmm. you're, I don't want you to have this idea that because you want to talk about something and you want to process your own healing, that you're beating a dead horse. Like Mm -hmm. that mindset is not healthy for you. And it's definitely not healthy if your husband perceives it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's something that I would do like legitimately have done with Seth Mm -hmm. is that there are times like this, like if your husband's like, Oh, I didn't mean anything by the text saying she's beautiful and I miss her. F that for one, he Mm -hmm. meant something. Mm -hmm. 
Go ahead and I would suggest <laughs> write an email to your husband mm-hmm. and flip the roles, right? So, and I don't mean this in, in to be mean. I mean it to be uh, eye-opening. So I've mm-hmm. done this with Seth. Imagine Seth finds my phone and I have a coworker who I've been texting and I'm like, oh, so-and-so, I just, I'm so sorry I couldn't work today because I just miss you so much and blah, blah, blah. What would you feel if you saw my phone and I had texts with somebody that I worked with and you, and it was some dude and I was just like, you're so hot or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. you're so macho. I just love it when you lift boxes in the whatever. Macho. Uh, like write it I, out. I'm not I would in- be everything. I would be hurt. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, "What the entire f is yeah, this?" But if you did, but if if it was just you going, "What I didn't mean anything," and you don't viscerally feel the wound and the injury of that, mm-hmm. you're never going to understand it. Unfortunately, right. you're mm-hmm. never going to understand it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not trying to say that you should do this as like a weapon. Don't weaponize it. Um, you can use a clearing structure in this way. But this is has how I've processed these types of things. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, "Oh, what would it feel?" like if you came home from work looked at my computer and saw porn mm-hmm. right what would that feel like and i think it's um unfortunately kind of the only way to get through to some people and again don't do this to the detriment of your marriage do not do this with malintent it's not a, it's not a weaponized thing like you just said it is it's clarifying it's an illustration right yes it's like a an exercise kind of yes but again it has to be done super lovingly it can't be like it cannot be a conversation almost ever it probably should just be an email and again if you don't think your husband can deal with it then don't do it Mm -hmm. do not do it you're welcome to try to go to therapy and do it there you can have someone help you um but this is like i'm just telling you what i would have done but i'm also fairly aggressive Good morning, Lily. Uh, Lily says, so true. She should also be fully allowed to ask any questions she has. She isn't the one who emotionally cheated, small yes. or large. Yep. Yes. What's I up? Agree with What's that. up, Andy? Will you scroll up because Sorry. there was some stuff we missed? What's up, Rochelle? No, I read it. I have checked my hormones. Yeah, we read it. Okay. I don't know why I accidentally skipped this question. Okay, next one. I'm going through a period of deconstruction while my husband is not. So that is difficult, but I'm also thankful to finally find some tidbits of advice about that in a few of your episodes. I'm also hoping the clearing structure helps when we get into arguments. I'm wondering if you guys Wait a minute. I'm wondering if you guys have episodes or resources on cross-cultural marriages specifically. I'm from the Midwest and my husband is from India. That throws a whole new issues into the marriage and raising kids. We've been married for seven years and mostly it's great, but culture differences come up and cause real problems and hurt. Thanks for your podcast and for you and Melanie being so raw and real with the world. It's so helpful and beautiful to listen to. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for this question. Mm-hmm. Um some oh sorry someone wrote something and i got distracted um thank you for this question and there's a couple things that i really wanted to address in Mm -hmm. cross-cultural marriages specifically um this is the wife writing in and her husband is from india Mm -hmm. and so she's saying she's going through a deconstruction deconstruction and he's not Mm -hmm. so i want to just point out just for the sake of it that's very hard as a woman Mm -hmm. um especially if you i don't know what like the culture of the the culture of your husband and if it is really male centric like mm-hmm. i'm not going to assume it is mm-hmm. but if it's like you're both christian and he comes from a place where the man just does everything like leads everything or because that's how we were so seth came from the deep south men lead everything you're the head of the house you're the whatever it is mm-hmm. um and so when i I mean, I don't, I think I've always been going through some sort of deconstruction and it doesn't ever bother me, but, mm-hmm. um, you were so uncomfortable with it at various points that I would just be like, ah, I'm not even gonna talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. So I want to point out that that can be 
sort of triply complicated that if a man feels responsible for his household um, and it's culturally something mm -hmm. or like culturally in your religion something that is important, that's mm -hmm. very hard. So just kudos. That's all. Yeah, kudos. And that can also, like when you, when you tie in religion, like historical or current, and also a very strong collectivist culture, uh, moving away yeah. from that. What's up, Randall? <laughs> hey. Keep talking. <laughs> Sorry. Keep talking. I'm thinking about songs that Randall's written now. So I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, when, you, when you tie in culture and religion, that is a family of origin force. It's a historical force. It's, it's everything. So that can be really, really, really amazingly hard. And also understand that it's going to take time, right? It's going to take time. Like when I say time, like one, two, three, or even four years, right? Mm -hmm. To go, like go through a deconstruction or a reconstruction and come back to this. Randall <laughs> says, don't talk to me. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, this is a, a serious question. And like, there are huge cultural differences between a Southern person and then like a Seattle person. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of similarities, you know, we're American, all this stuff. Uh, those cultures like created huge problems and then yeah. with our within our own faith like we're you know pretty strong church girls for for uh, the majority of our marriage mm -hmm. and we're active and did all this stuff and then we went through a complete deconstruction phase or at least i did you probably were always kind of like simmering over here um and it was a big freaking deal and i don't know what or how it would have gone if she was like no, we're going to go to church every day and do this and do that. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not sure about that. Luckily, we've been really compatible mm -hmm. in that area. So I, I would uh, talk to... Okay, do you have any... Because this guy's from India. Do you have any other Indian friends that you can talk to, you know, about... Uh, not about him, but like, hey, how do you guys address this? Or To help you understand to help you culturally, understand culturally what he's perceiving. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like, have a conversation with him about it. Hopefully, you guys are both open and respectful and curious and um, uh, kind to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, you can definitely use the, the clearing structure. Um, do a lot of work around family of origin. There's a great family of origin book that I totally recommend all the time. It's called <laughs> Family Ties That Bind by, I think, Richard Harrison. It's got the red cover with Russian nesting dolls on it. Yeah, or or maybe it's Richardson. The ties the family Harris ties that Richardson. bind is the name of the title. Yeah, family ties that bind. It's red and by Richie Rich. By Richie Rich, um, yeah. It's a it's a wonderful book and that will really help you understand family of origin stuff. But I want to address too, you're talking about um uh, cultural things. Mm -hmm. So I think what would be really, really helpful is taking kind of an inventory of when things become like problematic, right? I could imagine holidays, um, anything that's religious. I don't know if, again, there's like, if it's religious, but then there's sort of, um, what we think of religion in like America is very different from, I would say, mm -hmm. cultural religious things in mm -hmm. other countries. Does that make sense? Because Americans are kind of just like from everywhere. Right. And we're like, yeah, the Christmas, woohoo. Right. And there's not much else mm -hmm. <laughs> like Christmas mm -hmm. and Easter. And it's all like commercial. Mm -hmm. We don't have a sort of additional holidays on top of that unless they're something from our culture. Like our like if you're from Ireland and you mm -hmm. celebrate something in Ireland. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um often Americans don't have this kind of like 
cultural uh what is the word for this i i feel like the I don't... integration of like actual culture and religion like the types of food we eat like okay the cel- different celebrations mm-hmm. like for i mean maybe like you know, we're not talking if, about if peeps on easter we're talking about like right we're talking about like all day you know thousand year old celebrations yeah. you know in in hindi culture or in indian culture uh versus like Oh yeah, I don't know. We go to church on Sundays, and you know, eat a roast beef later yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's a know. there's a whole different element. Which that's a culture of itself, but then that doesn't go back for zillions of years. Yeah, and so it's hmm. like if you're deconstructing, then you can also be like seen as like, okay, you're you're like leaving the culture and leaving the faith of whatever. Yeah. I mean, be it Christian or Hindi or or Muslim or whatever. Yeah, but um, but what I'm thing. trying to say is like, look into your history of your relationship and pinpoint the times when it has become a problem. So is it around things like holidays? Is it around things like birthdays? Like mm-hmm. how you celebrate something? Mm-hmm. What is the conflict? Just uh, deconstruction aside, what is the conflict within your cross-cultural marriage? Mm. Is it expectations of a husband and a wife? Is it expectations of income earning? Is mm-hmm. it expectations of how you raise your children? Mm-hmm. And I would say, seriously, like look at it, do an inventory of where you've hit conflict in the past and have serious conversations about it. Use, use the clearing structure for mm-hmm. sure um, multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. Like on all these different topics. But it's really important to have a very strong understanding of what the triggers are. So I would say for us, a lot of our triggers, if you could boil them down, were the expectations of uh, man and woman. Mm-hmm. Like Seth did not think that I should behave the ways that I was behaving because I was a woman essentially, but he didn't, he would never have said that. Um, but it was like lay down on the grocery store floor. (laughs) Get over it. (laughs) Hashtag Seattle. Uh, hashtag rock star. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) but he would have never known to say it that way until you like literally go, okay, every time you get upset, it's because you're putting your expectation of what a female in South Carolina would do versus right. a female in Seattle. And there's, y'all, there's a difference. I ain't not, I'm not going to the pink azalea to get me a seersucker skirt and uh, getting my nails did. So there's a big difference culturally in his mm-hmm. expectations of what a woman does. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know to explicitly say that until we sat down and talked about it. Like, you know what I just thought of? The... Uh, pizza place downtown Greenville I kind of got excited um, like going down there uh, on a what is that place called Saturday it's so afternoon good. Greenville it's hot uh, brew, brewers no, <laughs> no. no. Um, but so does that make sense what mm-hmm. I'm saying it Barley's that way? Tap Room Barley's Tap Room in right. Greenville South Carolina mm-hmm. go there get you a Schaffer Hoffer hashtag um, diva <laughs> You know what? No one has said a more true thing ever about this show. (laughs) That was funny. Um, But I think it's really important to really assess the conflict that you're seeing in your marriage that is specifically related to culture. And it's going to be around things like expectation, Mm -hmm. unspoken. And again, I actually suggested to this person, I emailed and said, please listen to season one, because Mm -hmm. especially that who taught you to hold a knife like that episode. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you should know this already episode. Mm. Those two are huge about differences, cultural differences and expectations. Mm. And that's really probably where the majority of your problems are happening. Um, But I think one thing that helped us walk through some of our, I would say your deconstruction Mm. only because I grew up in a home where my dad, like we had native, you know, my grandma, we're Indian from, you know, native American. And there's been spirituality in my life forever. That's not Christian Mm -hmm. in origin. So it's never bothered me, but it bothered you for a long time. Um, and so what it it bothered me because I didn't grow up that way. Yeah. I like felt something always, but I I was like, Oh, this is, this is crazy. This is completely new. It was unsettling to you. And so Mm -hmm. in my, 
when we would talk about these things, the way that I kind of honored that, because I knew it was unsettling to Seth and it wouldn't be helpful if I just like pushed harder and said, well, read this book and here's what Deepak Chopra says and here's what, you know, Joseph Campbell says and blah, blah, blah. Like Mm -hmm. that would have been terrible. So I would suggest if this is sort of the process that you're in right now, um, honor honor your differences and promote your linkages. In Mm -hmm. the words of the wise Dan Siegel, like do not force him to change how he is honor that he's different from you right Mm -hmm. now. And you may never have like total unified thoughts on this and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I would just say honor where he's at when he's at that place and why he's at that place. And, um, just have a lot of grace around that and think about what, like something that you firmly, firmly, firmly believe in. If someone's trying to change your mind about it, how Mm -hmm. would you want them to talk to you? Mm -hmm. Often, putting yourselves in your partner's shoes is the best medicine. It's the best thing that you can do. Like, would I want my partner to talk to me about my beliefs in this way? Like, you know, that's a big, that's something to consider. And it's, Mm -hmm. I think, super helpful. But seriously, listen to season one and do the workbook. There's a free flipping workbook for season one, y'all. Have you heard it? It's an audio book. It's free. Go get it. And you Go can download it before the, we start charging. For I know it. we are going to start charging for it, but you can download the workbook for free at anatomyofmarriage.com and you can get the, the PDF version. It's fillable. Like seriously do it. It's I like don't know why you're not doing it. <laughs> it's like opening a restaurant for the last two and a half years and everything on the menu is free. For sure. We're going to start charging y'all. <laughs> so okay uh we're at 31 minutes do you want to wrap it up or do you want to give people some updates and stuff oh Save it for whatever tomorrow? i mean someone actually mentioned earlier that they want me to talk about the plural self that i've been mentioning lately oh okay. and for everybody who watched me in the inspire summit y'all are the best um i couldn't see the comments so i didn't know anyone was commenting <laughs> <laughs> i i did the inspire summit with hello courageous and melissa scott and it was so Oh, it was so fun. I was like, someone even said, they're like, you're, you look so happy. And I was like, I was like, so ecstatically happy. That is Mm -hmm. my bread and butter. I think that's your jam. Uh, I love it so much. It's one of your highest selves. Uh, It is. I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you. I I loved it. I adored it. So thank you for listening and watching it. If you were there with me, but I couldn't see your comments. So sorry. Um, But someone talked about, can Mm -hmm. I talk about the plural self and the individual self for a moment? Yes, I can. So I, I want to start with the plural uh, feeling man is what I call it. And this mm-hmm. is, I was thinking about it this morning. This is kind of what our son is doing right now. Our son is 10 mm-hmm. and he's having a really hard time with um, lots and lots of things. Um, and right now he's stuck in the feeling singular self, right? He cannot see anybody but himself. Mm-hmm. What he feels is true in his brain. Which developmentally, that's it's, where he should be. Yeah, it's fairly appropriate developmentally. Um, and why that's important, I'm glad that you said that because that's where all of us start, like toddlers, infants, young kid stage, where all we can think about is that sucker is mine. No, I want a purple sucker now. Why don't I have an orange one too, mm. right? And it's like, I imagine like a lizard in the middle of a giant arena, just like freaking out about something and digging a hole and Mm -hmm. right so it's this it's it's like fear-based it's um there's lots of anxiety there's lots of protecting yourself Mm -hmm. everything is about me nothing is Mm -hmm. it's not a we it's just me i'm protecting myself it's called being egocentric yes it's the ego-based consciousness if you want to think of it that way too i said Um, ego first Lego my ego. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, no, you don't got, get you, you guys got marriage problems? 
Lego your ego. Lego your ego, Bro. man. Just do uh, it, sis. Anyway, so it's that singular version of self is the one that can't see others well. It can't mm-hmm. see others in like a relational context. It doesn't have a super high relational intelligence. It's sort of lower emotional intelligence, right? Like a animal, just kind of like, blah, 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 I don't know what to do. Woo. Tough's a lizard. He's a little bit of a lizard. Um, so then the plural, and this is all sort of just... Um, it kind of comes from a mixture of different places, things I've read. But one of them is uh, Dan Siegel talks about this idea of having like the brain beyond your brain, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So there's the like feeling you mm-hmm. and then there's the thinking you, which I imagine is up at the top of the stadium, like in the nosebleed seats of a stadium, looking down at the singular lizard person. There's your natural man <clears throat> and the sovereign man. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've talked um, about that before. So the like the you're looking down at this lizard in the middle of the arena going, "What on earth are you doing?" Hey Liz, what are you and, doing? And from way up here in the nosebleeds, you can be like, "Doy, you're stressing out about something that doesn't matter. Stop chasing your tail mm. and go walk and get some food." Ding dong. Mm-hmm. Like it's you have a a sense of yourself from a different perspective and you have access to it all the time. Mm. We just aren't taught that we have access to our minds in that way. Mm -hmm. And why I call that the plural thinking man is that it's plural. It understands we, it understands relationship. Mm -hmm. It understands I am biopsychosocial spiritual. I am a body. I am a mind. I am like a soul and a spirit. I am a sexual person. Like it understands Mm -hmm. the complexity of, of humanity essentially. The ability to hold multiple viewpoints uh-huh. on certain things. What's that called? Maturity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Something it's like really. emotional intelligence is a little bit of what it's called too. Right. So it's that's bas- the basic concept is that, and, and the reason that it's important and the reason that I started kind of following that line of thinking and talking about it more was that I need that. Uh, I needed it as a tool to stop me from yelling at my kids mm. and yelling at Seth. Like legitimately, that's the only reason that I was following that line of thought was like, how the double bleep can I stop being so mean to my husband and my kids? How can I do that? Mm. And I had to stop and go, what am I doing that's making me be mean? And I'm like a lizard standing at the kitchen sink, putting the dishes away frantically. I'm so mad. No one else knows how to push the dishes away. Right? And I'm there and I'm just mad. And I'm a lizard and I'm dumb. And I'm so angry. And then I lash out at my kids and I lash out at Seth and I tell Mm -hmm. them how wrong they are and I tell them why can't you put your crap away and should I throw your switch away and I should just give you up for adoption. I never said that, but I could have. I probably did. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) I won't. Um, But so it was that was the reason I started thinking this way, using this line of thinking and and honestly like meditating on it because Mm -hmm. I needed to get beyond my stupid feeling self Mm. up to my thinking self that could understand things relationally, emotionally, and to calm the flip down. Right. Right. So that's, that's what that's all about. I hope that that makes sense. Somebody says, does this idea come from somewhere? Yes, Christina, the ether. What? what? Why were you so mean to her just now? I'm I'm sorry. So it comes from a mixture of um, like Melanie's brain and a bunch of podcasts and research. Dan Siegel. mm -hmm. So Dan Siegel uses this quote. I'm just going to say it. He says the mind has a mind of its own. How amazing is that? Mm. And it really does. But so Dan Siegel talks about this idea of seeing yourself from like the stadium concept of seeing yourself in the middle or up at the top. But also, um, Brene Brown talks about that. She uses a quote all the time. It's like a Theodore Roosevelt quote, like the man in the arena. And it's mm-hmm. not meant in that context, mm-hmm. but it always helps me 
Makes so, sense of that. Christine, I was totally joking. Uh, it says, just trying to piece together and see how this fits into Christianity. So I'm thinking that, uh, like, okay, somewhere in the New Testament, one of the dudes writes, like, um, I do what I want. I, what is it? Paul. I, the Apostle uh, Paul says, I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. And Yeah, so like, yada, if, you yada, think, yada. if you think of that, it's like part of me wants to do something. The other part wants to do something else, right? So that's like two opposing viewpoints, right? So think of it that way. Like, oh, yeah, we want to do this, but we're led to do this. Or like sometimes we really want to do good, but we don't. Yeah. Or, or we do. Like, and I th- yeah, and I think of also like the, the I don't know what Bible verse it is. I, I often mix, it's like a song lyric too, but it's like no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm. And I think when we when we can think of things well, from like a plurality right there too. Yes, yeah, so when we think of things from <clears throat> like a Christ centered awareness, it puts us in a totally different zone. Like it's we're not selfish when we try to think of things from the perspective of like an omnipotent all-knowing, all-seeing God. Mm-hmm. He's up at the, the nosebleed section. He's not down in the middle. Mm. I mean, yes, if we think of it biblically, like he walks with you, one set of footprints in the sand kind of business. But in um, the same exact way, he's trying to get... Uh, ow, just hit my own ear earphones. Um, I think there is a whole element to, um, in the Bible, we're trying to see the humanity of everything. The, hum- the, the, link, the things that link us as humans, mm-hmm. um, not just... Does that make sense when yeah, I say it like that? And, and like, honestly, I think that this idea, most ideas can fit into Christianity and into other religions too. So it's not just like, oh, it's not Christian. We can't do this. Well, and for because sure. There's, because there's like so much wisdom out there. Sure, some is not good. But we, I believe, have the discernment to be like, this is good. This is not good. This uh-huh. is good for me. This works. It might not work for me, but it works for other people. Yeah. Kind of thing. Somebody says it would be awesome to marry this idea with Enneagram and mm-hmm. different sides you have. Like when your disintegration um, stress number comes out, plural thinking man can identify that and then um, uh, lead you towards health. Yes, that is absolutely yes. correct. And so who did we just interview? Jeff and... Beth McCord. Jeff and Beth McCord of what's their the Enneagram... Something. Your Enneagram uh, coach. Your Enneagram coach. They talk about two this. people just say they, Galatians two twenty. Y'all are rad. Yeah, y'all are rad. Uh, they talk about the integration of Christianity and the Enneagram, yeah. which is super awesome. awesome. And they're going to have like a zillion books come out yeah. on it, like literally forty two books on each in, uh-huh. uh, Enneagram thing and the types and how they go. Yeah. And I believe that comes out in October. So and and I think. Um, oh, sorry. No, I'm just going to say one hundred percent. Check that out. And I think one of the things that happens when when we use the idea of the plural thinking man, it's mm-hmm. self awareness. Mm-hmm. That really is what it is. I just I just had to use it. Like my brain needs certain words to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. I often will re language what people say, like. Um, to make it make sense in my mind. So I, but I, it honestly, it's self-awareness and emotional intelligence is really all mm-hmm. that is. But when I say it in the plural thinking, mm-hmm. man, it helps me. Thinking, I want to be a man. Thinking, I'm just kidding. Thinking woman in your case. <laughs> Somebody says, yes, we all need a piece of the puzzle that our neighbor might have. That is 100% right. Mm-hmm. And I think just yesterday I talked about like, because this idea came to me like when I was laying down in kind of like a disassociative state, not anything crazy, but like I get these ideas and the idea of like, man, I have like lived a thousand days Mm -hmm. before this and each day culminates into who i am today it's like in indiana jones and the crystal skull when all 12 of the alien skeletons combined it's just like that okay moving forward 
I love Indiana Jones. No, but the idea of, so I right now am a culmination of all my ancestors before me, right? Mm -hmm. Literally am, good and bad. And then also, I am still my past self. Mm -hmm. And then also, this is really trippy, I am my future self too. You're all the aliens in front of you. Because what I'm doing right now is going to affect my future. And this idea is, um, what is it? That's Uh, such a weird sentence. I am my future self. Oh, yeah, that's I like that. That's it's really like trippy, and then like three in one, then you get into like Christianity and go, Oh man, that's crazy. Kind of because I am my past, I am my present right now because it's all uh-huh. I have, and then I'm my future, and too? I'm not alone. Ooh, yikes. no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I'm not alone, plurality, like, yeah, it's plurality, and I think. And gosh, I'm reading the Dr. Siegel book, Aware, and it's just so trippy because he talks about like uh, the self is really just like the mind and okay. what you think about what you're doing. Like yeah. it's, it is, it gets real trippy, but it's so true. And oh. it's all science-based, but also faith-based. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. So hashtag, I'm about to get real again. So I was going to stop the show, but I'm not going to. So we, yesterday was like crisis mode in our family, right? I'm totally switching gears, right? Okay. Because of the stuff with our kid and just getting stuff together. And it's, it's just been really crazy, right? So, and we're doing coaching right now. And I was very strongly encouraged not to give up on something, mm-hmm. right? And it was really kind of an important thing, right? But not giving up entails a lot of money that was supposed to be earmarked for something else. But there is this like something deep inside of me and I've had this forever. Like I've told you before, like when I would get in a weird situation when I was younger or whatever, I would always have the thought of like, well, I'll probably sleep in my bed tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember? Yes. Have I told you that before? Yes. And like, so the the this money thing is like, I'm not actually worried about it. I'm like, your dad has always said, do good work, the money will come and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, although it is going to be a huge financial strain, I'm kind of not worried about it. And it's like, a, it, it's hard to explain. It's like, it will be okay kind of thing. You know, like despite all this craziness and the change, like I'm I'm not going to Dubai. Now I've canceled that because it's too much of a craziness on our thing, on our on our on our house, our relationship, on our marriage, mainly with our our kid. It's going to be too much travel and stuff. And we were talking about okay, let's just across the board stop all this stuff. You stop producing another podcast that you do. You stop producing a documentary, and I'm um, uh, paring down on things at work. But we came to the idea of like, well, do we want to do the show every day? Mm-hmm. And we both said immediately, yes. And that's because this show is helpful. It helps us in a good way. We know that it helps you. We know like interacting with you guys. And I think that's why this this just works. Like making the show helps us, right? In such a good way. And it's it's also like therapeutic for us, you know? And it's been really, really good. So I wanted to thank you guys for that. And then like remind people and remind myself, every single word I say is just me talking to myself basically. Um, the value of community and the value of like group therapy, which we're going to be kicking off soon and it'll be a paid group. And like I said before, what we pay for, we value more. And I just wanted to thank you guys and thank you for that encouragement. And it's super important. Do you want to share anything about yesterday? No. Was it just like, what were you doing? Like an update? I don't know what you were doing. Kind of like an update. I don't know. 
um, yeah, I, I don't know. My brain was so far away from that. I'm having a hard time getting there. What are you thinking about? I just didn't know that that's what you're doing. I didn't okay. know what was going on. Sorry. I just sat here wondering what you were going to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got, had a lot of really crazy things happening uh, mm-hmm. with our family. Not Seth and I necessarily, but like with the kids and the dynamic of how we manage. Um, mm-hmm. One of our kids is just sort of falling apart. And and it in a way, uh, it kind of imprisons everybody else. So it's weird mm-hmm. because... It's just not something that I thought was a thing, you know, mm-hmm. like I've never experienced that. I didn't know what that was like. So it's something to, that has been really difficult to navigate. And we and what I'm excited for is that things are changing because of that. I've decided to stop doing the, the other podcast, the documentary work for now um, so that I can focus on our family and our children, all three of them, not just one of them. And <clears throat> that does have a huge impact on our relationship and our just what we do every day. Um, Mm. But I do think it's really important and I'm excited for how that's going to translate into the future of how we process this stuff in this show. Mm. Honestly, like this is something that I don't know where I could get a resource about. I don't know how I could learn about it. I don't Mm. understand what that's like. And honestly, I've been documenting some of the process. Mm. I've been, I've recorded things that he said to us, like not maliciously or weird or in a bad way, but um, it's so important that parents understand they're not alone this mm-hmm. isn't just them um it's it's just hard to explain but i have can i can say i am my future right mm-hmm. and i'm looking at this with as much hope as i can have mm-hmm. for it because it's incredibly stressful in the moment mm-hmm. but um but yeah so that's yeah kind so of that's an that's an update on on us and i i believe that we are okay in this uh process at least i hope we are sometimes i have this fear of like well Yes, I didn't see that coming, and now you're upset about something or whatever. You know, it's like this mm-hmm. kind of like backlight fear. But I know, at least I think I know, that as long as we're okay in that, and it doesn't divide us. You know, like we're using the clearing structure, and we're talking, uh-huh. and we're doing our marriage meetings, and we're honestly doing this podcast and talking about stuff. Then um, that's okay. Like I feel some innate need to like to know where you're at, you know, like mm-hmm. emotionally, not well, spiritually too, but like emotionally, like, Hey, what are you thinking? Is there any way I can help you? Mm-hmm. Are, are we okay? Kind of thing. And not in a, in a weird codependent way, but like in a nine on the Enneagram way, like I know this is hard. What can I do to make your mm-hmm. thing easier right now and support you in that, you know, mm-hmm. and then also receive support from you. So that's like my number one thing. I don't want like this craziness with our kids to, or our kid to like really just be like the bomb mm-hmm. that just well, shatters and, yeah, everything. And you know? that's why that's, that's, I guess I'll be real again. That is my probably absolute worst fear. It's not like, Oh, I mean, of course I have empathy towards our kids, but like the worst is like, okay, this, cause you and I are at the top, right? And mm-hmm. like structurally, that's how I think a, a, a unit should be. It's like we're at the top and then the kids are down here. And if we're okay, then the kids are going to be okay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like that's my like top thing of like, okay, if everything else falls apart, as long as I know that like we are together mm-hmm. kind of arm in arm, mm-hmm. then that gives me hope. That gives me strength. That gives me trust. That gives me a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So basically I'm saying you're very important. <laughs> Uh, good. Uh, well, and what I was saying is in this whole process, I have now been completely like, it's been illuminated to me 
how family dynamics tear apart marriages. It's like, I've never, it's not that I never thought that could happen or whatever, but it's like the, it's like the singular feeling man inside of me is like, if I could just leave Seth, it'd be so much easier. Mm -hmm. He makes this harder. He's not helping. He's whatever. Right. And that's just things I've had like flashes of thoughts of that because it's so incredibly stressful. Mm -hmm. Like, when your kid is in fight and flight mode for hours at a time, they are fighting you. Mm-hmm. And then your other children are just in like freeze freak out mode and having to tiptoe around the whole planet so mm-hmm. that your other kid doesn't freak out and break their stuff. And then I am also fighting the internal desire to be in fight mode. Mm-hmm. I am having to go, okay, amygdala shut down for a moment. Do not go. Wah! Right. Cause mm-hmm. that's, your kid is hurling insults at you, mm-hmm. telling you you don't love them, throwing their stuff around the house. What do you do? You just want to kick their A, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you a, a whooping and then you'll be sorry and then you'll be quiet. No, he won't. No, mm-hmm. it won't. Nothing will help. Mm-hmm. So it's this um, a new awareness that has been like sort of exposed to me uh, through this process that now I really, really see this is something probably causing more damages in marriage than anything else. Mm-hmm. The complexity of parenting. Mm-hmm. That's the season. That's what I should call it. The complexity of parenting. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's what uh, is something that's been standing out to me. But there's a few comments that um, someone says, Aaron says, I keep thinking back on your early shows. Melanie, do you realize how much you've grown since then? And it's mm. so cool to see it. Thank you both for sharing your path. That's awesome. Thank oh, you. There was some before that, too. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> selfless sharing. You guys are so great. Thankful for your hearts. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, in my past, I'm my past. I'm my past, my present. I am my future exploded in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah. It's so it's so trippy. I keep thinking about, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I totally I t- say, Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my home also, and yes, it affects everyone. Mm-hmm. It really does. So yeah. read the book, The Explosive Child. It is, I read, I started reading it yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I got through one and a half chapters and I was like, I have such a different understanding. Yes. Even, even in the first 30 minutes of the book that mm-hmm. I listened to on my way to work, I was like, okay, that is so freaking helpful. Yeah. Um, and so I think that if you, so they talk about if you even have an imploding child. So exploding means they freak out, throw things, kick people, whatever. You can also have an imploder. My neighbor's son is very much like our son and he implodes though. Mm-hmm. He gets like depressive. He hates himself. He thinks he's bad. He hits his head on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with anything like that where you don't know how to parent a kid, the things that you think will work do not work. Please read The Explosive Child. Mm-hmm. Get it on Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash anatomy of marriage to get it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the lady who narrates it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the way she reads is so So this weird. is changing the subject, but somebody says, uh, what do you think about your spouse having a passcode on their phone and saying it's about respect? So <laughs> That you don't have access to? Is, I'm not sure if I understand Well, that. yeah, Probably. Not, I mean, all most phones have yeah, yeah, yeah codes. Um, but me and Melanie are really weird like that. We shared the same toothbrush for like literally eight years. You probably think that's gross, but we didn't care, and we just we created it. And we humans. Do, I like, think we can share mouth germs. <laughs> we do everything. So, um, and then like we have we have the same passcode. Yeah, we have the same password for everything. And that's just because like uh, we have. I don't know. So I'm I not ain't got the nothing best, to hide from. You. I'm not the best. I guess, person to answer that question. I, I think, okay, I'll answer it as a therapist. Um, the passcode isn't the issue, right? Yeah. The passcode is not the issue. And her or him saying it's about respect 
isn't the issue. Now, maybe you're like going through the phone searching for stuff. So maybe the passcode is a product of your behavior, you know, somebody being Snoopy or whatever, or <laughs> having mistrust Snoopy. <laughs> so, so cute. <laughs> the word Snoopy is cute. Anyway, um, um I, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would say go, go gingivitis. Ginger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. Like the password is not the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and it's hard to say that like, because we have such a weird dynamic in our, in a way, but also there was a point when I was like, I'm checking Seth's phone and his computers 24 hours a day. Cause I'm psycho and I mm-hmm. don't trust him mm-hmm. and I'm so wounded and I have no self-control and I don't understand the plural, the plurality of myself and the, you know, nature of because mankind. Um, and so I really, that was my problem was that I was not well, right. it was not that Seth was doing something bad and I needed to check up on him. So I would say, um, clearing structure go to a therapist talk about these things let's mm. see we've had infidelity issues in the past yeah trust is an that's, issue. that so, is not an that y- your request you mm-hmm. have access to someone's phone mm-hmm. if there's infidelity is not um out of line uh yeah not in this case when there has been such a breach of yeah. of trust right so i would definitely say go find a couple's therapist in person not teletherapy. Uh, what is that? Oh, that's weird. Facebook Just Live has talking. a thing. Um, uh, um, go see a couple's therapist because this is a, a big issue. The passcode and respect is not... Is, it, that's not the issue. That's a product. So mm-hmm. I, I would definitely go um, yeah. check that out. We, do- we adopted drug-addicted twins six years ago. My son has uh, FAS, which is fetal alcohol syndrome, ADHD, etc. The child is ripping apart my family. My family is in trouble. The twins my, or my family are 16 and 19 wow. and want to leave because our house is fight or fight. Fight or flight 24-7. Oh, man. Please read. Th- so I know it read, seems overly yes. simplified, but r- look into, get the free audiobook, Anatomy of Mary, or a... Uh, audiblechild.com forward slash anatomy of marriage of the mm-hmm. explosive child. I would also recommend you can watch the, the kids we lose documentary. Um, it talks don't about, watch that yet. If you, it's too... if, it depends on your personality. Right. I, Seth said, and I honor, he does not want to watch it. I watched it because I need mm-hmm. to understand it more deeply, but that's how I work. I don't so, want to watch it because I deal with trauma every that's, single day. That's underst- and it's I, I understand traumatic that. for me. Um, so. we, okay. We totally have to wrap up. Facebook live is shutting us down <laughs> in 33 hey, seconds. Hey, so. Jimmy. Good we to see you, buddy. You, Jimmy. I hope you're awesome. I hope you're in India right now. He's watching. not in India, know. but that's okay. He's a Spokane. It's cool. Okay. Well, you'll probably go there in another. <laughs> anyway, week or so. we're gonna wrap up. We love right. you. Thank you. We'll answer these questions tomorrow. We'll put them in our thing. We'll get these questions that we didn't get answered into mm-hmm. the show tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for hanging Thank out guys. with us. And um, yeah, please rate and review the podcast if it's helpful to you. All right. And I can't wait to get into parenting stuff. And Jimmy says he's going to India soon. Yes. All also, right. Also, AOM group therapy coming up. Love yes. you guys. Bye. Oh, love you. See you later. Bye. Thank you.